to those that are sick and those that are facing impossible situations. I have a word, a little short paragraph that I, I came up with a few years back, and it's in one of my books. But I am such a stickler for words that this is the way it came out. If you never attend one of my meetings, if you never attend another church, temple, or, or synagogue, if you never read one of my books or one of my newsletters, change the words you speak to be in likeness to the character and love of God. If I had anything to leave on the face of this earth, anything to put a period and say my ministry of my life has ended, people change the way, change the words that you speak so they can be aligned with God and your life will never be the same. It will always be going into the direction of your desire just by the words that you speak. Uh, your words for healing, your words can also resist healing. Words for healing or your words can resist healing that you desire for your body and your mind. Now, I've written a book and it is called, actually called, you can see it, it's always upside down, but it's called Words now that helps a little bit. No, but it's called Words Are Your Life. And that is, it's revelation. And I'm telling you people, it is the truth. Words are your life. Who are you today? What have you been speaking all those years in past? That's what you are today. You can almost think of your words as being like magic. When I was out, I had a nine-year ministry to the homeless and to the poor and to the parks and on the street. And this teaching, same thing I was teaching them. It's your words. And I told them, very simplistic, yeah, think about your words as being magic. So what if I told you today, your words are magic? I think you'd be watching what you say and listen to your own word. So just this day forward, just think, you know what? My words are magic, my words are magic. In my book, I explain words this way. Words are spirit, words are energy, words are invisible matter, and they produce outcomes. Because the words we speak, they're spirit. It's not A, B, C, or it's not D, O, G for dog. Words are spirit once you speak, speak them. Words are energy, both are invisible, but they will produce matter. They will produce substance that you can see, touch, and feel. The invisible words will produce in the visible world. Remember, words will produce substance. They will produce those things that you have been speaking about consistently. You have an intention toward what you're talking about. You will manifest your words in some way into physical form. Okay, your, listen to this, your present, who you are right this moment, your present is actually from the words you have been speaking in your past. Who are you today? Go back a year, five years, 10 years, even 15 years, and you will see those words that you consistently spoke, those words with intention and focus, who you are today and the good news is you can change but I want you to see uh, how essential it is to watch what you speak because it can also affect your 
healing and those things that you want and desire. And words are your future. What do you want tomorrow or next year? What words are you saying? Your words uh, I have here, your present is an accumulation of your past spoken words. What's going to happen in, what do we got, 2019? What are you saying? What are you saying? That's what's going to happen. As, because as you speak, you are forming matter. You are forming substance. You are forming things in the physical world. As you speak, you are forming matter. You are forming substance. You are presently laying down concrete to your future. That's how powerful words are and how long-lasting words are until you make a decision to change them. So today, your words are creating your future, a world you haven't even lived yet, but your words are going before you. Your words are creating your future. What circumstances will happen for you today? What events will come forth in your life today? Well, again, what have you been speaking with repetition, focus, and intent? That's what you're going to get. That's exactly what you're going to get. What's going to happen tomorrow? What have you been saying today with repetition, with your words, focus, and intent? That's your tomorrow. That's what's going to happen tomorrow. They will come from your past spoken words. You have already established your life course before you arrived in your present. Your past words of, of, of repetition, focus, and intent, that's who you are today. And you haven't even lived yet until tomorrow. It's, it's, a, it's a future, unseen. But you can look and examine your words, and then you can decide. You can, you can look at that and say, uh-oh, this is what I will, this is, this is what I'll be tomorrow. This is what I'll be tomorrow by your words that you consistently speak with focus, with reputation and intent. That's what you got. That's what you're going to have for tomorrow. Well, welcome, Reppy. You're my first visitor this morning online. So God bless you and thank you for joining me. Great encouragement. Thank you. And this Miracle Prayer Sunday, and we're here today. This is Miracle Prayer Sunday. I'm speaking specifically how you how your words create healing. Because people, when you've ever uh, suffered, you know, whenever you've been suffering in any kind of way, you, you want other people to be well. You don't want to see other people suffer. That's why healing and the working of miracles for people to be healed in their physical body and in their minds, because there's a lot of mental illness and stuff going on today. You know, that's that's why it's so important to me. Because I want to see you guys happy, because I believe that's that's the, the heart of God. And when we're sick, we just really not that happy. We try to be, but it's a little bit harder. So I know it's the heart of God for everybody to be well and to be whole. Well, I got a new uh, viewer, Lena. Hello there, Lena. God bless you this morning. Thank you for joining me. Well, with Miracle Prayer Sunday, uh, I have a Bible verse. It's actually Proverbs 16, 24, and it says, Pleasant words are as a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. So you can see here, pleasant words are as a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to your bones health to your body. 
So words are a means to healing for your body and soul. Huh. You thought doctors, they was the only one to do healing for your body. Nope, they're not by themselves. Hospital, emergency room, nope. They can't, they can't. They're not the only ones. Specialists that you may need for a diagnosis that you have, nope, they're not the only one. Your words, your words are a means to healing your body and soul. So people, speak words to your body. Remember here in the verse says, speak pleasant words to your body. Because they are as a honeycomb. Sweet, they will manifest healing. Words will. And they will direct you to where sometimes we need, um, sometimes when we're praying for the miraculous, we're praying for healing. It can come in many different ways. Sometimes I pray for people, wow, instantly they're healed before they even leave my face. Sometimes people are healed in a day or two, and sometimes it's progressive. Sometimes healing comes by changing a doctor, going to somebody who's more specialized in your area of need. Sometimes it's changing things that got us sick in the first place. If you can have a, a long history of high sugars and fats in your diet, well, I can pray for healing, but it means you're going to have to change those things that made you sick in the first place. And I can tell you that worry, to be worried and fearful, if God could just be giving you motivation and enabling you with strength and his power to stop worrying. Because worrying, prolonged worry will make you sick. Prolonged fear leaves nothing to, but severe anxiety. So healing sometimes involves with God changing some things. You Maybe you need to lose 50 pounds. God can say, okay, you got that sickness and disease. You need to lose 50 pounds. I had, um, I had once, one while in my life, probably the late 90s, I was a, a therapist for domestic violence. Uh, and I had the men's group, had the abusers. But um, they, their, their sentences was just anger management and therapy. So I was a therapist here. And it'd be Christians in there too. It was Christian men in there too. And this one man, he came up to me and he said, Dorothy, he said, you don't know. He said, I have to show you a picture of myself. Oh, he was extreme obese. He was an extreme obese. And he said he had di he was a diabetic. He was just short of getting his leg amputated because his blood sugar was just so bad. He was just short of getting his leg amputated. But he said, he had a word from God, said, lose weight. He lost about 100 pounds, and he was no longer a diabetic. He came that close to losing his leg, being amputated. And what did he need? God inspired him to lose weight and gave him strength and ability and motivation to work on that every day. And then his blood sugar was normal. So sometimes with healing, it's something we have to a change on what got us sick in the first place and God will strengthen us um, from the inside and give us motivation and strengthen our ability to make those changes. The creative power in, of your words are in likeness to God. We are created in his image, male and female from Genesis 1:27. So I can might be such a stickler again for words because hey, I'm following God. It was his example he gave to us way in Genesis. The first chapter of Genesis, we are of him. We are created by him. 
So that means we're going to have some likeness of God. And I, I, I teach a lot and say God wants you to live in peace, love, and joy every day. And sometimes it's by knowing the power that you have that's resident on the inside of you to have that peace, love, and joy every day. Your words are like God because you were created in his image. If God's words had created power, your words have created power because you were created in the likeness of God. God wanted us to rule and to reign in, in our lives. Now, I'd say he also, he was giving us an example in how we would live in peace, love, and joy. Then Jesus came along in the New Testament and Jesus showed us the same way of the Father. He didn't deviate from what the Father had already, uh, Jesus had already seen the Father do and to say. But he did, he came, Jesus came and ministered the same way as the Father and using his words to heal the sick, to heal the sick. He did not only acknowledge healing for people, he spoke words to heal all sickness and disease. Now, Jesus could have made affirmation and sometimes you kind of kind of look at it closely. Sometimes people are not speaking healing, but they're just affirming a truth. Because even though Jesus went about healing all sickness and mental diseases, he could have just said something like this. It is the Father's will for all to be healed in every city and town of all sickness and disease. You see, he wasn't speaking directly to anything or any person or any sickness or disease. He was affirming a truth of God and just said, it's the Father's will. But he did more. Jesus spoke words. Uh, and I'm going to give you a couple of examples of Jesus speaking words that heal people. Matthew 9, verses 20 to 22. And you've probably heard this story about the woman with the issue of blood. And it says, just then a woman who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years came up behind him, behind Jesus, in the crowd and touched the edge of his coat. And she said to herself, if I only touch his cloak, I will be healed. That was that lady. That was her faith pushing through those crowds. Being a female, they were kind of stepped around on anyway. But make her know the difference. She said, I'm getting to the, I'm getting to the prophet. I'm getting to him. Because if I can just touch him, I will be, I will be healed. And guess what? Jesus seeing her faith through that crowd since the, the anointing that healing virtues kept flowing out from him to someone. And he turned and he saw her. He saw her. God hears you. He sees you. He said, take heart, daughter. He said, your faith has healed you. And the woman was healed from that very moment. See, Jesus could have said, I see you. I see you. It's the Father's will for you to be healed. But no. He turned to her, got her attention, and he said something. He gave word. He gave a word specifically to her, and he told her with his words, your faith has healed you. Your faith has healed you. Another example, I love this one. <clears throat> it's about a blind man named Bartimaeus, and it was in Mark 
chapter 10, verses uh, 46 to 52. Back in the biblical days, they had no respect really for women, no respect for those that were handicapped, no respect for the blind, no respect for the mentally ill. They were kind of cast out to the out, outskirts of town. So here it is, this blind man, Barnabas, he was begging. He was begging on the side of the road. That's the only way they, they could get anything for food. They were, he was begging on the side of the road. Well, when he heard Jesus passing by, he called out to him, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And this is an old blind man, probably in all torn up clothes. Remember, he don't have no money. He's begging on the side of the street. But you can imagine how he looked. And he was blind too. So they just pushed aside, just ignored him. You know, that's just old, that old man. You know, we heard his name was Bartimaeus. Just ignore him. And his disciples pretty much did the same thing too. They were just ignoring him. But guess what? It's kind of like that lady we just talked about. She pushed her way to get to the healer. She pushed her way through that crowd, through rejection, through discrimination of women. She pushed herself through that to get to the healer, Jesus. So then Barnabas yelled out again. He said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And then guess what? Just like Jesus did with the lady. He turned around and he heard her and he said, take heart, my daughter. And here, Jesus stopped. Jesus stopped. And he said, call him. Y'all been ignoring him. Call him to me. Call him to me. You've been ignoring Barnabas. You've been ignoring the blind man. Call him. Bring him to, bring him to me. Now, get this. Barnabas was blind. And you would think Jesus looking at a poor blind man in rugged looking clothes and unclean. Jesus, you would think Jesus would have said, oh yeah, I'm going to heal you. I'm going to make you, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, heal your blindness. He didn't do it that way. Like the, the lady with the issue of blood, she pushed through with her faith. Jesus uh, recognized that healing virtues had flowed out of him. He turned around, he seen her and he called her and then he spoke his words. Same way with Barnabas. Jesus had to Remember I told you in the very beginning, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Those steps of faith will never be difficult, will never be out of your reach. Never, never, never. And so Jesus turned and looked at him and Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do for you? And then the blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Jesus had to hear faith coming from this man. God bless you this morning, Cindy. Thank you for tuning in. God bless you. Rabbi, I want to see. And that's why Jesus, you know, in the teachings when I first started, so you just have to ask and God will hear you and he will answer you. And then Jesus didn't stop there. He said, I want to see. Rabbi, I want to see. And Jesus said, Jesus spoke words. He said, go. Your faith has healed you. Then Jesus had to speak words for the healing to manifest. The man, the blind man had a step of faith, but words had to come from Jesus. Words, they're just words, words, words. Jesus said, go, your faith has healed you. 
immediately the blind man received sight and guess what he did he followed jesus i would too if i had been blind and then I, then all of a sudden i could see i would follow the healer i would follow that rabbi and that's it's if jesus still he couldn't just make an affirmation about the man's healing he had to speak and said go and your sight has been restored to you now words remember we're in the likeness of god we're creating the likeness of god and we see in the first chapter of genesis remember god you are creating the likeness of god if god used his words uh, to create so shall you be able to use your words to create <laughs> and the miraculous happened when god said now this is the first chapter of genesis god used words he used words he used words god said let there be light and guess what there was light because his words his words he said let there be light then another verse it says let there be an expanse between the waters to separate water uh from water god said he didn't say he got up there with irrigation materials and equipment he it said he said god said let the water under the sky be gathered in one place and let dry ground appear how did that happen because he said when he said when he spoke then miraculous began to take place the next verse and god said let there be light in the expanse of the sky to separate the day and night the next verses of, of god creating the earth is the same way he says again and god said and god said god used his words he was an example the very first from the beginning in genesis for what we were going to be like in this year of 2018. now take time uh, time and time again you will read when jesus spoke and miracles happen and the same will happen for you joel uh, 320 joel 320 says let the weak say i am strong good morning lucy god bless you thank you haven't seen you in a long long time god bless you this morning lucy joel 320 says let the weak say say use words to say that i am strong and if you're saying it consistently with intent you will be strong however that being strong has to manifest the bottom line you're going to be strong but if you keep saying i am weak i am weak i have problems i have problems that's what will manifest from your words so here it says let the weak say not all about your weakness but start saying i am strong whatever your desires are whatever your plans are for the future that's what you want to say you don't want to keep saying you know my mom was poor my dad was poor my relatives are poor i'm in a poor neighborhood i got a poor job i got this i got that that's all building up your past it's all building up the things that you don't want so build use words to build up things that you do want and then the miraculous the supernatural take place but then you're talking like god god never spoke words to build up poverty he never spoke words to build up god wants to tear down poverty he wants to tear down sickness and disease because they're not of him 
So speak words that align yourself with what God's intentions are. You don't want to keep on creating sickness and disease with your words. And people, it will happen. You keep talking about the weaknesses, the sicknesses, the disabled, the, the diseases and the labels that have been placed upon you. And you will keep giving strength for those sicknesses and diseases and labels to stay attached to you. Your words can resist the healing you desire for your body and mind. Your words can resist the healing of God, the healing that Jesus came and, and bore his life on a cross for your healing. There's even a passage that says, by his stripes we were healed. His stripes, those, those beatings he took on the cross so that we could be healed. Why would, God, why would you think God wants you to stay sick, to stay with sickness and disease? No, he does not. So when you are sick and weak, it's not time to build up sickness and illnesses with your words, but to speak, as we had talked about, pleasant words to your body and soul. And the words will be health to your bones and promote healing to your body, the miraculous. As I was saying, if you... Uh, um, Healing takes place in many different ways. But some, in a way that somebody was healed in a home in China might be different than somebody being healed for here in America in my little small town of Coolidge, Arizona. It's healing. The bottom line is God heals. He will use your life, what you have available to him. He will, and if, if it's something that you need to change from your past, behaviors or, or how you may abuse your body, whether it's through food or, or substances or, or prescriptions that you stayed on for far too long. The doctor wasn't, wasn't smart enough to change you no matter what it is. The bottom line is God heals. God heals. So speak to your body pleasant words. This body is healed. Sickness and disease, you can't stay in my body. And speak to the labels that you've been given. If you've been given cancer, speak to that. You can't stay in my body. My body is the temple of God. If you got arthritis, that's not of God. So you don't want to keep on affirming, I have arthritis. Let the weak say that I am strong. Arthritis makes you weak and you're in pain. You got pain pills and oh, such delays every day. So you want to say, Arthritis, you cannot stay in my body. Rheumatism, you cannot stay in my body. A weak heart, you had a heart attack. Nope, heart attack, weakness in my heart, my blood vessels, my cholesterol, all of that. You have to come up to what's normal and healthy for me. You cannot stay in my body. So I, I, I demand, I declare to my body, you are well, body, you are whole, you are of me. You have to listen to me. You have to obey the words that I speak to you. And I speak pleasant words to you. Words that line up to who God is. God is powerful. And you know what? God's love is so, so amazingly deep for you. God holds, never holds anything against you. Well, you could be saying, well, I did this wrong. I did that wrong. So, you know, that's why I got this sickness. I got to live with it. I got to tolerate it. No. God said forgiveness for you. He forgives you. And I have a, a teaching 
on YouTube that we have sometimes asked our own body to forgive us. If you abuse your liver, you abuse your heart, you can abuse your gallbladder. You did that. You did it. So you have to say, gallbladder, forgive me. Heart, forgive me. You know, stomach, forgive me. I didn't treat you all right. You know, sometimes we have to ask our body parts also to forgive us. God forgives you. Then you have to ask your body. And then you can speak even more powerful. You can speak more powerful to your words and see your word, your words spoken to your body. Your body will just get in line and obey the words that you speak. Well, God bless you. That's what I have for you today. If anyone